Hi, thank you for watching today. I'm Terry Savelle Foy, and I want to share with you something I'm calling Terry's Dream Routine. In other words, the routine that I've established in my life that has truly led me to living my dreams. And I'm convinced if you'll just change a few things about what you do every day, you can change your whole life. In fact, I read an article about five things successful people do before eight o'clock in the morning. And I wanna share that with you. But first of all, let me just say, successful people have successful habits. They have routines that they stick to every day. In fact, I was reading a story about a lady named Debbie Macomer. Now listen to this. Debbie Macomer, she's a New York Times best-selling author. She's published more than 100 books, many bestsellers and made-for-TV movies. Over 60 million copies of her books are in print, and she has millions of loyal fans. She also has a dream routine. Listen to this. Every day, she wakes up at 4.30 in the morning, reads her Bible, and writes in her journal. By 6 o'clock, she swims laps in her swimming pool. By 7.30, she answers her mail in her office. Between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m., she writes. The result? She produces an average of three new books every year. Three books a year. Now, you may have a dream or a goal or desire to write a book, and you've been saying it for 10 years. This lady writes three books a year, but she also has a dream routine. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about because I believe the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. You know, someone sent this to me on Facebook, and it's, it's an article from entrepreneur.com, and it actually talks about the habits of the wealthiest people, which I thought was so interesting, and it ties in perfectly with what I'm saying today. But listen to this. It's talking about the wealthy versus the poor. And I'm just trying to make a point about the discipline, the exercise that they do every day. So listen to this. It says they have a routine. How many of them maintain a to-do list? 81% of the wealthy, 9% of the poor. How many wake up three or more hours before work starts? 44% of the wealthy, 3% of the poor. How many listen to audiobooks during their commute? 63% of the wealthy, 5% of the poor. How many read 30 or more minutes every day? 88% of the wealthy, 2% of the poor. How many enjoy reading books? They love to read. 86% of the wealthy, 26% of the poor. Then I was looking at their ability to set goals and the importance that they place on goal setting. It says, how many of them write down their goals? 67% of the wealthy, 17% of the poor. How many focus on accomplishing a specific goal? 80% of the wealthy, 12% of the poor. How many believe in lifelong educational self-improvement? Like they know they have to have a plan for growth. 86% of the wealthy, 5% of the poor. Two more, last, one, last two. It says they believe good habits create opportunity. 84% of the wealthy, 4% of the poor. They believe bad habits have a negative impact. 76% of the wealthy and 9% of the poor. So I thought that was pretty interesting to look at what they consider important that actually has led them to their success, which is all a part of their daily routine. So the article that I was reading from Forbes magazine, it was talking about five things successful people do before eight o'clock in the morning. And it said things like, you know, morning time just became your new best friend, that the most successful people utilize the morning hours to get their most productive work done. And it said, listen to some of the people like Margaret Thatcher was up every day at five o'clock, 
Frank Lloyd Wright was up at 4 a.m. Robert Iger, the CEO of Disney, wakes up at 4.30 a.m. According to Inc. Magazine, morning people have been found to be more proactive and more productive. Now, these are the five things that they found in common from the most successful people, and I'll just list them real quick. Number one was exercise. It says most people that work out daily, they work out in the morning. And I've found that to be true for myself. The best way to start a habit and keep it is do it at the same time every day. When I used to try to work out at night, I couldn't be consistent with it. But working out in the morning helps you be consistent. Number two was map out your day. In other words, never just wake up and wonder what the day's gonna bring. Always have a plan. In fact, I never go to bed without having a plan for the next day, mapping out the entire day. It helps you just, it's like making a grocery list before you go in the grocery store. You just go in there, get it done, and get out. Number three was eat a healthy breakfast. You know, it's funny, I'm uh, 44 years old now, and I just now realized that breakfast actually means break the fast. Because <laughs> you've been fasting for like six to eight hours, now it's time to break the fast. So eating a breakfast, a healthy breakfast, gives you the energy, it speeds up your metabolism. So that's just a point that we all pretty much know, but sometimes people skip breakfast in order to lose weight. Number four was visualization. You know, visualization is a success clue that many people practice, but also I would say meditation, prayer time, spending time with the Lord in the morning is vital to setting the day, setting the atmosphere for the day and your attitude for the day. Number five was make your day top heavy. What does that mean? That means tackle your most difficult task first. Instead of putting it off all day long, you're putting off that thing that is the biggest thing, but it's just you dread doing it, tackle the most difficult thing first. So I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, from Forbes magazine, five things successful people do before eight o'clock in the morning. Now, years ago, and you've probably heard me say this because I pretty much say it everywhere I go, but it changed my life. When I heard a statement from John Maxwell where he said, if I could come to your house and watch you, for 24 hours, I could tell whether or not you're gonna be a success or a failure. Now he said a lot of times when he say, says that, people think it's an arrogant remark and they sort of get mad at him. But he said, no, you pick the day, but let me watch you from the moment you wake up until you go to bed that night. He said, just by observing you in one 24 hour period, I can tell in what direction your life is gonna go. The reason why he says that is because the secret of your future is in your daily routine. It's what you do on a daily basis that leads you closer to the dreams that God's put in your heart or further from them. You know, you really think about that. It's not one big miraculous moment that just changes the whole entire, like it's not working out for three hours one day that gets your body in shape. No, it's every day you do something for 20 minutes. It's not depositing one paycheck in your savings account that sets you up financially. It's a portion of every paycheck going into that savings account. It's not one moment with God that changes everything that can set the tone or get things started, but it's every day practicing the presence of God. Talk to him while you're driving. Talk to him while you're you know, getting ready in the morning, while you're cooking, while you're doing laundry. So the secret of your future is in your daily routine. So think about if someone were to just come spend a day with you and observe your habits or observe you know, what you do on a daily basis, would they be inspired? 
or would they be a little bit depressed? <laughs> I mean, what is it that you would want someone, a young person who comes to your house because they want to learn how to be successful, and you say, okay, just follow me around for the day. What would they observe, or what do you want them to observe? Then start making those changes. So John Maxwell has coined what he calls the rule of five. Now, I had never heard of the rule of five when I began practicing things in my life, but basically what he says is you determine five activities that you practice every single day and they become fundamental to your success. Now the activities vary from person to person. In fact, for John Maxwell, he says every single day he reads. Every day he files. He files what he reads and that's what helps him write all these amazing books because he files the stories he reads. Number three, he thinks. He takes time to just sit quietly and think. Number four, he asks questions. And number five, he writes. Now, John Maxwell, numerous New York Times bestselling author, says this rule of five has been paramount to his success. So, years ago, back in 2002, I had never heard of the rule of five. In fact, I just heard about that last year. But I just set a goal to do five things. And you know, the number doesn't even matter. It's just you establishing some disciplines in your life that you're going to stick to. So I just listed five things for me personally. And I said, number one, I'm going to spend time with God every day. Even if it's five minutes, I will go in there and spend time with God. Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's longer. Number two, I will listen to a faith-building motivational message every day. Number three, I'm going to read for like 20 minutes. If I can do 20 minutes, I'm going to read. Number four, I'm going to review my dreams and goals. Look at that list of goals I've set for the year and keep them before my eyes. And number five, I'm going to exercise. Now, this simple plan, you know, it may sound kind of ridiculous and, and not that impressive, but that was more than 10 years ago. And here's the key. I haven't stopped. I've never stopped doing those five things. But those simple things that I just said, those five things, those are what has led to the opportunity to co-host on this broadcast that airs in over 200 nations or to speak at success conferences to 15,000 people or to walk in a bookstore in France and see my books translated in French. All because I changed my routine, it changed my whole life. So I want to ask you, what could you do what could you incorporate in your daily routine, your daily lifestyle? Simple things that could do what it did for John Maxwell, catapult him into success. So I love what Jim Rohn said. He said, success is something you attract by the person you become. He said, if you want more, you must become more. And I believe that's what this routine is all about. It's about becoming more. It's not about being legalistic and I have to do these five things every day or God's not going to love me. No, it's just you establishing disciplines in your life because you want more out of life. You know God has more for you than what you're currently experiencing. So just in my five, just that one of making myself listen to motivational messages. Every day, first I had to say, when am I going to do that? Well, for me, I thought I can do it in the morning while I'm getting ready. It takes a while to look like this. So I thought I'll put a CD player in the bathroom or an iPod and I'll just push play. Well, as I began doing that, I began to hear things like you must have vision, that without a vision, you're going to die, that it's vital that you have a dream, a goal for your life. You know, the Bible says where there is no vision, people perish. And I remember hearing T.D. Jakes illustrate how he said, imagine you jump in your car 
It's pouring down rain outside and you jump in your car. He said, you turn the car on, it turns on fine. The engine works, the lights work, the radio works, the heater works, but one thing is broken, the windshield wiper. He said, how many of you know you're not going anywhere? It's pouring down rain outside. In other words, as long as your vision is impaired, you're gonna stay where you are. So I began learning things like that and not just having a vision, but writing the vision that your chance of success increases by 98% just by the fact that you put a pen to paper and write your dreams and goals. So that was just that one simple habit. The second one, number two, reading success books. I began to learn wisdom from people who had proven success. Like I remember learning things like, if you wanna to go to the next level, you wanna do the next thing God has for you, you have to have a new level of confidence. Well, I was extremely insecure so full of inferiorities and insecurities, I could have never done what I'm doing today. So I had to learn how to build my confidence outwardly and inwardly. And I remember learning things like, you know, just from reading books every day, I would learn things like stand up straight, that people immediately connect good posture with confidence, or things like look people in the eyes when you speak to them. You know, uh, an insecure person looks away, won't make eye contact. Don't look down, that's a sign of defeat. Don't look up and to the left, that's deception. Don't stare, that's just weird. But I began learning things like this and then learning how to build my confidence inwardly. In fact, one of the things I remember learning was speak positive declarations over yourself. Don't ever let another unkind word come out of your mouth about yourself. So I made a list of positive declarations, things like this. I'm disciplined, spirit, soul, and body. I'm proactive. I'm confident. I'm in the best physical shape of my life. I'm highly organized. I'm a best-selling author. I'm confident to speak on television. I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I speak at the largest conferences in the world. I begin saying those things. And you know, I remember being in France, and I was on the front row getting ready to speak in the largest church in that nation thousands of people. And before I went up on the stage, my daughter leans over and she says, Mama, are you a little scared? And do you know what came out of me? I'm confident to speak in front of live audiences. I speak at the largest conferences in the nation. Now, why did that come out of me? Because what you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. And like I always say, you believe your own self more than anybody. So those were just simple habits. Now, when we come back, I wanna share with you how the other three habits changed my life and then what you can do to apply simple steps to get a dream routine that will lead you to your dreams and goals. I'll be right back. What is your morning routine? Make coffee? Watch the news? Cook breakfast? Well, how would you like to change everything in your life with just a few simple adjustments? Terry wants to give you the opportunity to experience greater success in your life, family, business, and walk with the Lord. That's why she's offering you the Succeed on Purpose package. Your daily habits will determine whether you achieve your dreams or just continue to exist. And in her new message, Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m., Terry will show you how 20% of your day can produce 80% of your desired results. In her encouraging teaching, Three Bones of Success, you will gain the insight and determination you need to accomplish your God-given dreams and goals. 
As you listen to When Payday Comes, you will discover how you can gain control of your finances and prepare for the greater blessings God has ready for you. God wants you to prosper and have success in every area of your life. Get the knowledge you need to transform your circumstances. Don't delay. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of the complete Succeed on Purpose package for only $20. You can also instantly download MP3 versions at our online store. Take the first step in growing past where you are and into where you want to be. I'm excited about our resources and I really want you to get these to help you establish your dream routine. You know, one of them is the five things successful people do before eight o'clock in the morning, but I want to help you discover how to get the right timing in this, to get what is it that you need to do every day? Is it experiment with new recipes? Is it study the stock market? Is it practice your guitar? Is it, you know, exercise or whatever it is, I want to help you discover what you need to be consistent about that's going to lead you to God's plan for your life. And then also we have the three bones of success and we have when payday comes. This will help you set financial goals for yourself. This will encourage you not to quit. Don't ever give up. What did Thomas Edison say? Most of life's failures are those who didn't realize how close they were to success when they gave up. So let me just continue with this. Get this special packet we've put together. I know it's going to help you, and it's very practical. You can put it in your car, listen to these steps, and then apply it to your life. So as I was sharing with you before the break, some of the things that I've done, the third habit as I began writing my dreams and goals every day, then I begin to think about them more often. Instead of, you know, what I used to do for years, write the dreams and goals, put them in the nightstand, never look at them again. As I begin to look at them every day, I begin to think about them. They were at the forefront of my mind, and consequently, they began happening in my life. You know, the success world calls it the law of attraction. The Bible calls it Proverbs 23, 7, which says, as a man thinks in his heart, so does he become. In other words, what you think about you bring about. So that was just a simple habit that only takes me like five minutes to look at my dreams and goals, pray over them, and they keep happening. The fourth, as I begin spending time with God consistently, not sporadically, I begin to hear His voice more clearly. I begin to practice journaling, just writing down what I was hearing. And that's what caused me to start the Icing Women's event. That's what, you know, gave me the direction for our mission in France. That's what gave me direction for books we've written and things like that. But just setting time aside, even if it's three minutes, do something to spend time with the Lord. And then that fifth habit was exercise. You know, just setting a goal for myself. I started with 21 days and I said, I'm going to exercise for 21 days. Just walk for 20 minutes in my neighborhood. Well, at the end of 21 days, I said, I'm going to go for a whole month. At the end of the month, I said, I'm going to do two months. Well, that was in 2001, and I haven't stopped. But as a result, I feel better. In fact, I had to learn some things like start speaking positive words about my body. You know, more importantly than what's going in your mouth is what's coming out of your mouth. If you're constantly saying things like, you know, if I just look at cake, I'll gain 10 pounds, then that's sad. Just by looking at cake, you're going to gain 10 pounds. That would devastate me. But, you know, saying things like, I guess I've just inherited the slow metabolism of family members, then you're going to inherit the metabolism of family members. But I began speaking positive declarations over my body, over my fitness. Well, today, 
you know, after doing all those five things, today people will say to me, you know, Terry, how do you know so many motivational quotes? Well, every day I listen to a message while I'm getting ready, while I'm driving. Or people say to me, you know, how do you have the confidence to speak in front of thousands of people, especially with that voice? Well, every day I'm confessing positive declarations over myself in my prayer time. Or people say, you know, how do you fly overseas and never have jet lag and you go right into a conference and speak? Well, every day I incorporate exercise into my lifestyle and it just makes me feel better. But here's the number one question people ask me. Terry, how in the world do you have time to do those five things? Well, perhaps you've heard of the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 Rule. It suggests that 20% of your activities produce 80% of your results. Think about that. 20% of your activities produce 80% of your results. And you know what's interesting? Those five things that I just shared with you, I'm finished by 8 o'clock in the morning. Why? Because we make time for what's important to us. So I want you to develop a dream routine. Remember what Jim Rohn said, success is something you attract by the person you become. If you want more, you must become more. Well, God has so much for your life and he wants you to get out of the rut. Don't watch everybody else live their dreams and pass you by. It's time for you to develop a routine that's going to lead you to your dreams. What is your morning routine? Make coffee? Watch the news? Cook breakfast? Well, how would you like to change everything in your life with just a few simple adjustments? Terry wants to give you the opportunity to experience greater success in your life, family, business, and walk with the Lord. That's why she's offering you the Succeed on Purpose package. Your daily habits will determine whether you achieve your dreams or just continue to exist. And in her new message, Five Things Successful People Do Before 8 a.m., Terry will show you how 20% of your day can produce 80% of your desired results. In her encouraging teaching, Three Bones of Success, you will gain the insight and determination you need to accomplish your God-given dreams and goals. As you listen to When Payday Comes, you will discover how you can gain control of your finances and prepare for the greater blessings God has ready for you. God wants you to prosper and have success in every area of your life. Get the knowledge you need to transform your circumstances. Don't delay. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of the complete Succeed on Purpose package for only $20. You can also instantly download MP3 versions at our online store. Take the first step in growing past where you are and into where you want to be. Thank you so much for watching our broadcast today. And before we leave the air, let me share some important things with you from the Word of God concerning partnership. You know, we don't talk about this a lot on our broadcast, but it is important. You know, for many years when I first went in the ministry, I wouldn't even receive an offering anywhere I went because I didn't want anybody thinking that I was there for the money. I'd seen so many religious cons before I went into the ministry and, and integrity was something that I was taught from a child, not only from my dad, but from my grandfather. And I'd saw so much of a lack of integrity in ministries that I didn't want money to be an issue. And then the Lord said to me, son, that's commendable but you're robbing the people of a blessing. He said, I said 
that when you sow, you reap. And you're not allowing me to bless the people that love your ministry and want to support your ministry by not receiving an offering. So I submitted to God, submitted to His Word. And you know, partnership has been so vital and so important to our ministry. You know, we're celebrating 45 years of ministry this year, and we could not have accomplished all that we've accomplished without our partners. Our partners, those of you that are partners and you're listening to me right now, you are very special to us. You are vital, and we appreciate your faithfulness and the commitment you made to be a partner with this ministry. But you know, I know there are hundreds, perhaps even thousands that are watching this broadcast, and you've been blessed by it, and you've received instruction from this ministry, and, and you've learned how to believe God and walk in faith, walk in the favor of God, walk in the blessing of God. And maybe it's never dawned on you how important it is that you reciprocate by becoming a partner with this ministry. And so I want to give you a, a little lesson here from the Word of God. First of all, you're all familiar from Mark chapter 4, where Jesus teaches on the principle of sowing. And he tells us that the way that you experience your maximum harvest on seed that you sow is by making sure that you get that seed into good ground. Now, he talks about different types of soil in Mark chapter 4. But the one soil that produces maximum harvest is what he referred to as good soil. Now, you can parallel that to ministries. Let me ask you this. Are the ministries you're sowing into, if you are sowing into ministries, would you consider them good soil? What is good soil? I believe a ministry becomes good soil when it has good reputation, when it's a ministry of integrity, when it's a ministry of longevity, when they're uh, it's a ministry in which the people involved in that ministry are living holy lives, godly lives. They're not involved in scandals. They're not involved in corruption. They're not involved in abusing the finances. And let me say this to you, and I say this as humbly as I know how, but our ministry is a proven ministry. 45 years, that's longevity. And everywhere we go, people describe our ministry as a ministry of integrity. I believe that you would do well in praying and seeking God and asking Him if this is a ministry that you should support. It is good ground. I say that as humbly as I know how. I don't say it pridefully, but I'm also repeating what our partners say to us, that Brother Jerry, we know we can trust your ministry with our seed, with our finances, and that's the reason why we're one of your partners. Not only that, but we get testimonies from partners all over the world how that their seed has produced a powerful harvest in their behalf. Many people, they've sown into this ministry and become debt-free. They've become prosperous, and I believe that is a spiritual principle. So pray about becoming our partner. We're good ground, and I believe your seed will produce maximum harvest. Thank you for praying, and thank you for considering being one of our partners. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.